When I was a little girl, I had an uncle who was in the CIA and he was also in the Air Force. And one thing I really adore about life is to be able to sit down and listen to the wisdom and the stories and narratives of older people. Um, my uncle was a vet um, when he fought in Nam. Um, it was one of the hardest times he ever had. And um, he came back with all kinds of PTSD and um, he died. He eventually died from complications from Agent Orange. Um, and one night I was sitting down and we were talking. Um, his name was Uncle Boo. Well, that's what we called him um, within the family. And one night we were sitting down talking and he was like telling me uh, about what it takes to kill a person even when there's duty and country on your side and how he would have to go to a, to a specific place mentally and emotionally to be able to take a human life and how even years and years and years later, the hardest part about serving the country in that way was not recovering from the physical things, but being able to rest at night when the nightmares were come, where he remembered where he pulled the trigger or he set off the grenade. I tell that story to say that we've come to a place as the human race where it's time to evolve and think beyond what beyond the illusions that separate us. When a life is taken like the one, in this case, this life was named George Floyd. It has nothing to do with the things that we actually get caught up in fighting about. My questions to you, when you observe it, is was that action rooted in love? What place spiritually and mentally did that officer have to exist when a person is crying out, hey, I, I, I can't breathe. Just, he wasn't asking to be let go. He wasn't resisting. He wasn't trying to run away. And to be quite honest, that's a very huge man. I don't know if y'all have seen the video. I'm sure you have. That's a huge man. If he wanted to resist or run away, he really could have tried. But he laid there crying out for one of the basic human rights, air. Can I just have some air? I just want my mama. And I just don't understand how anyone with a conscience, how anyone with a heart, how anyone with a child, how anyone with a mother, how anyone with a father, how anyone with a brother, with a sister, with any type of loved one can look at that life and say that the way that it was taken was okay. As a lawyer, we have a process. We have we have a legal process in place. In the absence of an immediate threat to your life, you have to go to a special place to be able to, tar to, to take a life like that. That, life, that officer's life was not threatened. There were three officers around him. So I just... I'm just in a place where I just... My, my prayer... For this world is that we heal, that we evolve towards love, 
that we start to see one another through a lens of love instead of through lenses of separation. Because when you really look at it, no one, no one deserves to die in that way. Even if he had done something wrong, there is a judge and a jury for that. And I don't believe anyone should take the power in their hands to say, I've decided to play judge, jury and executioner today. And that's what that officer did. And in this case, in the absence of an immediate threat, in the absence of an ongoing crime, he decided to take that young man's life. So tonight I'm just sending love and healing and well wishes out into the world and praying that the conversations about hatred that all those who've become before all of us, all of our ancestors that have been having, I pray that we continue to evolve towards love and towards a better place where we can just truly, 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 truly see each other as humans. That's what I want. Anyway, I know y'all aren't used to hearing my voice, but I had something to say. I said, my granddaddy told me he trained Riggins White Knight. I think he wanted in 1968. Yep. And he said he did. And uh, we had some some puppets off the dog. Man, it, it was great. And uh, so I seen him a couple weeks ago. And we were talking. And he told me that he had uh, texted you. And he said, man, he hit me right back. He said, I gave you a phone number. He said, he's probably going to call me. And he said, he, that's, that's okay. I said, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. The Gundog Notebook Podcast is presented to you by Onyx Hunt crafted to be the number one digital mapping resource for hunters, anglers, and landowners. Download the Onyx Hunt app from your phone's app store today and use my promo code GDN20 for 20% off your Onyx subscription. Gundog Notebook podcast is also brought to you by my favorite Yukonuba Sporting Dog, Being a part of Team Yukonuba has just really, really afforded me and my dogs lots of hunts, long hunts, plenty of time in the field, and a healthy coat. They're all just looking awesome. They'll let you know that when it comes to the dog world, sporting dogs are at the tip of the sphere, and they train daily, perform in the field seasonally, run field trials regularly, and are motivated to excel always. All Yukonuba brand dog foods are made from the high-quality animal protein that help build lean muscle, and DHA is added to support healthy brain function. A customized blend of carbohydrates supplies powerful, long-lasting energy. Each nutrient that Yukonuba includes helps fuel a dog's body, mind, and energy. Lastly, the specific combination of nutrients in each Yukonuba formula is scientifically optimized for the dogs with different activity levels, ages, and sizes. So guys, go check out Yukonuba Sporting Dog today and get yourself with a bag of the 30-20 performance formula.
Also, I want to thank my affiliates, Lion Country Supply and Garmin Fishing Hunt for a wonderful set of dog training supplies to fuel your everyday training needs. Visit Lion Country Supply and Garmin today and go get yourself the Garmin Pro 550 Plus electronic collar along with a good check cord, pinch collar, and any, anything else you need for your dog training needs. Lastly, I want to encourage you guys to go to projectupland.com and subscribe to the Project Upland magazine. Why? Because next issue, I'm going to be on the cover. We're going to be talking about the Black Handlers trial, known as Georgia, Florida Shooting Dog Handlers Club. I'll be running there next year. Hopefully, y'all will check it out and, you know, I might I might get my, myself a good old little placement. Um, but no, seriously, man, I, I want to encourage you guys to sign up for Project Upland magazine now. Um, go ahead and get the next issue, get the upcoming one that is uh, got my article Spirit of the Noonday Sun in it as well, along with so many other great uh, articles and essays. So... Check out Project Upland Magazine, Project Upland Podcast, and everything Northwoods Collective related. All right, guys, stay tuned for the podcast episode. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook Podcast. Now, this one here, I've been excited to to get on the phone with Mr. James McAfee. James, we had a, a a great conversation the other day, man. I was in public walking around with you. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah. How you doing, man? I'm I'm good. I um yeah. so just a, a I, I guess how we even got in contact with each other. Um, so I ended up getting uh, and I don't I don't know if you if I told you this or anything, but. I ended up getting an email from Philip uh, Philip Isaacman, and uh, he was like, "Hey, man, you know, I I, I know this guy that uh, you know his granddaddy trained Riggins White Knight and didn't get no credit for it, and you know he drive a trolley by my 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 work." And I was like, "Okay, you know what? <laughs> Tell me some more." Yeah, yeah he had, he ended up riding with me, you know, a, a couple times. We talking, yeah, he's like a real cool, nice guy, and uh. One day I seen him going into his office and he had a a bird puppet with him. Yeah. And I said, man, you know something about bird dogs? And he said, yeah. I said, my granddad used to train bird dogs and we got talking about bird dogs. And I was telling about the the uh, the, uh, the national uh, field trial in Grand Junction, Tennessee. He said, man, I go out there. Yeah. I said, I do too. So we got talking about it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, my grandfather, he raised about five... Uh, grandkids mm-hmm. and uh uh first cousin named Joe Davis he's probably about 10 years older than I am yeah so I was talking to him about uh you know us yesterday and uh he remember that dog <clears throat> he said they brought the dog to him he said he trained that dog yeah and uh and uh, he said man he was fast quick and uh <clears throat> when they ran him in the field trial in, in Grand Junction he said they uh they stayed with my granddad a horse up there and uh, he would go up there when they run him and help him and you know help them get used to the dog. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he um does he remember any of the guys' names that he was you know uh, working with? Uh no. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think so. So I um I I've, I've been ever since we've been talking about it I've been kind of diving into some some white knight research um and i actually found 
the book, um, the White Knight story that um, the guy that owned Hoyle, Hoyle Eaton, I yeah. found that book. That's I think I, I might have sent it to you. I don't know, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. So I, I definitely found that book, and and uh, you know, I'm interested in reading the whole story, man. Yeah, yeah, I like to get that book. You know, I, I wanted that they put uh put him in there. You know, they they kept us out everything, didn't they? Right. You yeah. know, and 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 so they uh, and, and that's the thing. That's the interesting part of the story that I would like to see. Um, you know, because you know, uh, being who he was, <laughs> that Robert Burr is probably going to be the one scout that's mentioned. But I don't, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? I, I I wonder about all the other hands that, you know, were on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, because when you're yeah. training a, a, a dog for national championship, man, like, it takes a team. Yeah, they were kind of like that, uh, that right up there, the guy, you know, the picture you sent me. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, he really kind of hit on that, don't he? Yep. You know, it, it takes a team, and, you know, I, I just wonder, you know, yeah. get, considering the times, if – um. If that was the case, I think Hoyle Eaton is still alive too. I want to see if I can get in contact with him. I yeah. think so. I tell you what, uh, it, it, uh called at uh, uh, the Bird Dog Museum. Mm hmm. The lady up there, she, uh, she, she can tell you. She can tell me, yeah. Yeah. She, she I, got, uh, got a lot of history and stuff, and she got a lot of information. Right, right. Uh, but now, you know, uh, we're we from Michigan City. Uh huh. The, the little town, man, wasn't nothing but a gin. Probably a couple of stores, a bank, post office. Man, look, it's, it's, it's like five minutes from Grand Junction, right? And to Mississippi. And so, and so I, you know, we lived in that community, you know, right? That was my grandfather grew up in. So, you know, I don't know where the dog come from. You know, I don't know did they have in mind to get somebody to train the dog? Uh huh. Maybe in that, in that, in that uh, you know, in that region, you know what I'm saying, where you be comfortable. With that weather, whatever you know, right? Well, I I think for him to have won the national, um, he would have had to adapt to the 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 terrain because again, that you know the national is not it's not the standard all age race. You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of yeah. more for for a shooting dog. You know what I'm saying? As far as the way that it's run, it, it basically the whole place is essentially a maze. So it yeah. made sense that the dog would have been trained there to be able to hold up to the conditions and things like that and be acclimated to it. Yeah, yeah. Now, now the area that we are, that my grandfather trained dog is probably, I mean, probably the same kind of land surface. You know what I'm saying? Right. We 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 left the dog count. I mean, it was a guy, man. He owned it. I don't know how many acres of land, but he could. My grandfather could hunt him. Everybody laying around there. You know. Right. I mean, we could go east to the Wolf River. We talking about three miles, and then hit a big swing and come back. You know, right? We could go crawl on. We could go to the west side, and I mean, do the same thing. You know, north, south. Right. So and you know, yeah. and just work that whole area. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way to do it, man. Um, you know, just getting that dog acclimated to you know a variety of uh scenarios and, and, and things like that. So, yeah. you know, I, I think that's a good thing. And, you know, when they, when they, they say, you know, if you want to win, man, you gotta, you gotta know the area, you gotta know the, uh, course, you gotta know the terrain. Yeah. So it was probably smart that, that, 
he was working down there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I uh, go ahead. You know, I rolled, I rolled, I rolled, I rolled up up there in the morning time one time. Uh huh. And so they like on the the highway going into there. They like is on the west side in the morning time. Right. In the afternoon, they on the east side. You know, it's. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't really hilly, you know what I'm saying? You go right. through some broken trees and a lot of fields, you know, because the University of Tennessee, I think they they the one manage that, you know, fields, right? Corn field. I didn't see many cotton fields with a dog. Yeah, when I was there, it was mostly soybean, from what I saw. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So that's that's what they were making their money on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and I would be curious, man, is. is you know, way back in the day, you know, did your granddaddy ride Tennessee Walkers? What kind of horses was he riding, man? Hey, yeah, look at what I grew up, and I, I'm pretty sure he was riding a gray horse named Dan. Okay. Quarter, quarter horse. Quarter horse, okay. And then he had a bag of horse, a black horse, quarter horse, named Blackjack. <laughs> and if something got uh, wrong with Dan, I mean, he would get on Blackjack. And uh, Blackjack was just, he wasn't he wasn't all the way broke because I would ride him. And and he would take the stud if you know what I mean by taking the stud don't want to go right he would go so he mostly just trail it you just ride behind my grandfather you know he riding a gray horse right so I'm pretty sure that's the horse that doing that sixty-seven sixty see I wasn't on, I wasn't at six I'm born in fifty-nine right so I wasn't more eight years old you know what I'm saying right so but I you- don't remember a lot about him but you know he uh, he had some puppies. Off of that white knight dog, and them the ones that I that I knew about. Right, right. And he gave me and gave me a grandson. Man, for that for them dog. But I mean, I mean, them special dogs, man. I mean, that bloodline means something, man. Yeah. Well, that you know, he, you know, he used to talk about bloodline all the time. Your granddaddy I, did. You know, I think, yeah, I think what well, dog got to a dog, and uh, he gave puppies away. And I asked him, I said, "Why, why you give them away?" He said the dog got to that bitch ain't no good. Now he got time to fool with him. <laughs> I mean, but that's real though, man. I mean, that's 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 that's, that's real. That's his job. You know, I don't really have it ain't to be mean. It's just I just ain't got yeah, the time yeah, to deal with him. Yeah, he said I got 32, 16 on training and 16 on board, man. Right. Yeah, I know. So Riggins White Knight, 1968, and um Obviously, he's a porner, white, and orange. He was bred by uh, W.R. Brown and, and, and Hoyle Eaton. Um, he was owned by um, Dr. Palumbo and, and obviously trained by Hoyle Eaton. Um, so, and, and in that year when he won the national, it was 41 pointers and six setters in there. So, you know, you just to kind of put folks, you know, into what was going on at the time. But, you know, really, man, like, I, I want to – how like how did we get to Riggins White Knight? Because your granddaddy, you know, that was kind of it yeah. seemed like it was kind of a whim, you know, that he got the opportunity to work with him. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, you know, he he probably knew a lot of people because he been training dogs all his life, and I can remember him telling me that he said, you know, I trained that dog and they get no credit. So I was born in, in nineteen fifty nine, mm-hmm. so I was nine years old when that dog won, but. I could, I think I can remember that dog a little bit, a big running dog, you know. Yeah. Something yeah. white. And uh but one thing I knew about that dog, he had to, you know, it had to been a great dog because he had some puppies off of that dog. Mm-hmm. 
Man, they was good, and we used to train other dogs off of them. I remember he had two four brothers and sisters, one a, a living and white, and one living and white, and their name were Pete and Susie. Yeah. And, when we, and look, and when we find when we find find uh find the living white was a female. When we find her porn, the lemon white beside right beside her. Oh, so they was naturally back, man. They was they was natural yeah, so, with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 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 the male was lemon and white Pete. He would try to steal a point. So when we found him, they'd be side by side. <laughs> yeah. And, and when we find uh him pointing and the female bagging, then he found the birds. Yeah. And, so, and, you know, they had, they had that kind of that kind of attitude. And I had he gave me the grandson of that dog. Okay. And and uh I trained that dog. It was my first dog and uh lemon and white male. And I lost him on point like 45 minutes, man. And I said, man, I couldn't find him. I'm blowing my whistle. And I said, this dog ain't no one home on me, you know. Yeah. And I looked down in a ditch and I seen him down there point. And uh, went down there and I walked in front of him about 20 yards. Birds didn't get up. I said, he's been there so long. Birds didn't walk on him. So I gave him the password, okay. He went back in there and went back, I don't know, 15 more yards. And nail them. Yeah. I, them up and I said, man, he's been here 45 minutes holding birds. <laughs> and he wild birds too. Yeah, yeah, they wild birds back then. So, so this probably, this probably around, I don't know. I think my grandfather had passed. No, 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 he was still there. I think my grandfather passed in 74 or 73. So, this was probably. Probably about seventy two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. he, he got a chance to see you working dogs and, and Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was and I, and I came home, you know, and I was bragging about my dog and told him, you know, what he had did. He told me, he said, Look, he said, You pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he said he said to be good, he said you got to work at your craft all the time. Yep. And he said, you ought to want to be the best at what you do. Because if you're the best at what you do, when somebody wants that, that work done, they're coming after you. Yeah. You know. So. Well, and, and, and you told me that, man. And and and, and yeah. you told me that the other day. You know, and, and that's a... I, I like that when folk, you know, say that. Like, I, I, I was telling you about the... Uh, the black handlers here in Georgia, and we got to get you to this trial and, and get you part of the club. But... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They said the same thing to me. Like, you all right. You know, it's cool. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I like that, you know, because, yeah. and I played sports. I was competitive and, and um, mm-hmm. you know, it was always cool until you get beat, you know, and yeah. then you got to get back to the drawing board. Yeah. And, and, and you need older folks to tell you, like, I mean, yeah. you know, these guys been doing it so long because, you know, when somebody like like your grandfather, and, and we never gave his name, Willie McKenzie. Right. So somebody like your grandfather dealing with everything that he had to deal with back then, like, and then, and then right. him to say, you pretty good, like, you, you know, that's a big statement. So let's let's go back to, he was born in 19, 1900? Right, 1900. Yeah, 1900. So talk, talk about how he even came into contact with with 
um, the trainer because it would have had to been Hoyle, Hoyle Eaton that he ran into. Yeah, he uh he said uh a man his last name Peyton. Okay, and I can't remember what his first name. From up north, I think he might have been from Illinois, not mistaken, but he was from up north. He said he brought a farm down in Michigan City, Mississippi, which is close to the uh, Tennessee line, just south uh, of Grand Junction. Okay. And uh, he said he come through where he lived at Hunt, and he said, he said, man, he said, I didn't have no father, I had a mother, and I was the oldest, I had brothers and sisters. And he said, the guy asked him, did he want to work? And he said, yeah, and he started working for him and learned how to train bird dogs. He said a guy moved him in his house with with him and his wife. And he said he took took his money and he said he took care of his family. Okay. And uh, he told me, he said, he said, well, you know, we used to uh, go from field trial to field trial from here to Canada in a, in a T-model truck with a dog crate on the back of it. And he said they, uh, they rented horses at the field trial all the way to Canada, you know. Yeah. He told me a story about, I think, I think it was South Dakota. They stopped. He said, he fueling up the T-Mile and went inside the store. Little boy started running across the floor, pointing at him. He said, look, 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 Dad. He said, the man said, sir, we don't mean no harm. You first black man we ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So up in the, yeah. I didn't ask him what year, you know. So so this probably was, I don't know, maybe late teens or early 20s. It had to be. Mm-hmm. You know, when he told me a story, he said, man, I've been, he said, I said, you've been so cold in Canada on horseback. He said, you blow out and no. He seen uh, locals hit a, hit a cornfield, just eating the corn up, you know, and on you, the horse, dog, and everything. I'd take them up and quit, you know. Yeah. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So, <clears throat> but it was, uh, I mean, I, uh, he raised me, and uh, that was my mother, father, and, uh, her mother, they raised me. I mean, my mother went through a divorce. I can't remember my uh, uh, mother and father being together, so they raised me. They raised me like, you know, I was his son, you know. So, right. So I guess when I was about five years old, I'm sitting on the back of him on the horse. You yeah. know, we going through the field and bushes. When I, you know, we first started, man, I I, I love the horses more than I love the dogs. Yeah. Okay. So was, you know, and then I got about, I must say probably about eight, he put me on a horse then. And so then I kind of got more interested in dogs then, you know, so. Yeah. So, maybe, so uh, now how did y'all get to, to, to working the dog off horseback? Like what, you just put him down on the ground and let him run? I mean, you, you know, and yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a, we had a, it was a club, we had a dog show. This guy that my grandfather lived on his place, uh, man, he probably had he had a few thousand acres of land. And then other farmers in the community, everybody knew him, so he could hunt either way you want to go. Yeah. You know, we leave the dog killing. We went down a, down a dirt road. A lot of times, you know, if he had two dogs, I mean, he had a he had a lease snapped into the English cell. Yeah. Run about two foot out. I mean, the dog did so many that he just go right down side the road and they would right there, you know. Mm-hmm. You know put it right there. We get to the field, we turn him loose. Man. And, uh, yeah, we, you know, he had, uh, he might have had about at least three or four ropes snapped on the saddle, uh, chains, some, you know, he was training a gun dog. So, you know, 
dog like uh, Rick and White, like they run so so far, so big, you know. So we snap chain on them, you know, and and slow them down, you know. Right, right. And, and normally, he, he normally we had about thirty two dogs, and half of them that he was born. Some people bring dogs he trained. They may come and get them next hunting season. They may not. Right. But you know, he bought them, and then he probably trained about sixteen every year. Okay. And so we took some of the old dogs. You know, we had a seller named Mike. Man, he was the best seller I ever seen. I, I mean, I ain't seen too many real good sellers, but this one was good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And, uh, okay. And he trained a lot of dogs. <laughs> a lot of dogs. He trained a lot of dogs with him, you know. So the first time, you know, normally, you know, you, you, the old dog will find the first carriage of birds, you know, them young dogs. Running there and flush him up. I mean, he didn't say nothing the first time. Mm-hmm. He might not get by the second time. Sometimes, you know, they'll point, jump in, you know. Then that third time, that picture that Ryan whoop, I got you. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he uh, had a choke collar. Yeah. He snatched him up, you know, and, you know, give him a little whooping with that uh, with that Ryan whoop. With that you know? shit. Yep. And, that, and I mean, yeah. man, that's, it, it sounds so foreign to folks nowadays, but that's just how it was done, you know. Yeah. Um and 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 it's still kind of done now you know nowadays it, you don't see it a lot but that's a mm-hmm. I, when I read a lot of um you know some of the old head books and stuff like that I mean that flushing with man like that was that was one of the key things it wasn't no e- electronic yeah. collars or nothing like that so you had to get on them somehow yeah. right right but uh you know most of our dogs you know a young dog you know we yard work them before we take them out right. So if we got a dog, you know, uh, he may have been there his second year. Uh, we got one in the summertime. We, uh, y'all, we're going to let them how to woo, stop, and come to you. And yeah. you can have them in the field pretty good. Yeah. And uh, my granddaddy, man, we, we would, like, go to the dog kennel to feed every evening. And, like, I watched him, you know, when I got a little older. He was like, now, what can I do to get you to do this? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and some of the hard-haired dogs. Kind of hard to train. <clears throat> they been on scratched up the dog kennel. Yeah. So look, we had a we had a thing in a tree, and we put a chase train chase chain around his neck. I mean, this, this ain't too harsh though. But I mean, he will he will cut they toenail back in the quick a little bit. Yeah. And he holler whoa every time he cut one whoa. You know, I always talk to him with authority, and then he'll take them off, put the choke collar on them, and walk off and holler whoa. And he'll keep on walking. And the dog stayed. If the dog didn't want to stay, you make him stay. Yeah. Make him sit a little bit, then call him to you. You know, he come to you. And and then, you know, there would be uh three basic things that we really did was let him how to woo, stop, and come to you. Right. Well, that's all and, you really need. Yeah, that's all you really need. Cause it, I mean, you know, they gonna hunt. Right. You know, and uh when they run through, like I said, when we took them out with the old dog. He let them probably flush about two two covers of birds, you know. Sometimes they'll point and jump in. After that, you know, the old dog's still standing there. He'd get off. If we were there, you know, we'd get off the horse, call them back in, stop them, stop them. they point up, walk in front of them, make them stay there for a while, you know, like we flushing the birds up, shoot the gun, and give them that password. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they jump in there hunting, and, you know, they find them singles, you know. Right. And, you know, you go, you know, you go. Flush up a good cover of the bird, you know, you find probably hear some singer maybe two or three times, you know what I'm saying? Right. So 
you find four or five covered birds, I mean, it won't take too many hunts, you know, your dog getting there, you know. Right. Well, that's the yeah. thing, like that, you know, and that and that's such a it's different nowadays because, you know, y'all didn't have like I don't I don't imagine that y'all would have kept a whole bunch of pen raised birds. You know what I'm saying? For training like y'all yeah. had quail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a uh, we had a uh, we had a cage where we had uh, like in between two big trees, maybe up by five foot, mm-hmm. maybe about seven, or eight birds. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, in the summertime, you know, we'll take a young yeah. dog. Right. Got him on a rope or something, you know, I, I hide a bird out, you know, and shopping this point up like that right there. But uh, I can remember, can I tell you what I told you last time? Oh, yeah, man. Look, I'm trying to hear it all, yeah. man. Go ahead. Okay. So, man, I, I'm out real young. So, you know, I ain't never been prisoners because I've uh, been around a lot of white peoples and a lot of uh, sad mornings, you know, they would be at my breakfast table eating, you know, with, you know, with my grandfather. And my family, you know, right. And we will go hunting, but uh, I can remember this particular guy brought him a dog. And uh, when the guy left, my granddad said he prejudiced. So I was so young, I didn't really know what that word mean. And so I, I said, I said, what you mean? He said, you don't like me cause I'm, cause I'm black. But he said when he come back here, he gonna have to honor me. Mm. So we came back in about a month. <clears throat> so we uh, he got one of the birds out the cage, you know, and uh. You know, he had, you know, we clip one side of the wings and tie like a little strain with a boat or something on, you know, to drop and they go in some grass and hide. Right. And he let the dog out, man. I guess the dog probably go about, I don't know, 50 yards, you know, and he would turn the same whistle that I, that I showed you, same whistle look, and he'll hit the whistle, you know. Yeah. And the dog would see him, you know, turning and the dog would roll that way with him, you know. Right. So we rolled him around and then brought him in. Dog nailed the bird, man. Really? Yeah, went picked the bird up, put it in his pocket, shot the pistol, had a blank pistol, shot the pistol, let him sit there a few seconds. Let him sit there for a little while. Halfway, okay, it's okay. Dog, man, hunting like crazy, man. Do it. He did about two or three times. Okay. And the guy said, uh, said yes sir, no sir. To <laughs> <laughs> he got that dog right, man. Yeah, he got that. That's all the guy wants that dog right. Right. Well, it, you know, it, you know, look, and and I'm gonna be real, man. Like a lot of the times, especially in the bird dog thing, and this is why I want to do. I, I want to make sure that we we really talk about the real of being a black dog trainer, you know, and, and, and all of that. And that's kind of part of it, man. Like you'll go places. And a lot of the times you might be the only black, you know, black yeah, guy there. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've been and, to Grand Junction, man. Uh, me and my son, you know, and all, only thing, only black man I see was a, a, a handler, you know, scout. You know. Right. And, and, and yeah. there's a lot, you know, when you say you train dogs and, and that kind of atmosphere, I think it's, you know, it's real to say like, you know, folk going to have their eyes on you now. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, and you gonna and you have to be able to to prove yourself. And the only way to do it is, you know, your dogs are gonna speak for the work that you do. And I mean, yeah, I right. I, I yeah. think that's that goes for everybody: black, white, blue, green, or brown, whatever. But really, though, as a black man, there uh-huh. is there is some kind of pressure there. You know, what I'm saying, like, yeah, what yeah. what you gonna yeah. do? Uh-huh. You know, um, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's that's why my granddad said, "Be the best." That it is what you do. Well, he wouldn't have made no money if he wasn't the best at what he was doing. Exactly. I mean, you know, he got a, uh, you know, you know, yeah, exactly. But you know, when you're good, I mean, you know, 
you know, I believe, uh, <clears throat> you know, when we uh, put in this place, I mean, God give us gifts and talent. Right. That, you know, that you can find your way. Right. You know, they can't, I mean, you know, everybody's good for something. And I mean, some people got gifts and talent. I mean, just, you know, that when you watch them, you know, it's a God gift, man. And uh, it draw attention. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, he was, he was, he was that kind of good. Cause you know, we, we go to that dog killer man. He was like, man, like, he was like, now what can I do to get you to do this? Mm-hmm. He was the kind of guy, he trained, he trained me, trained everything around, trained his horse. I mean, he could just walk in a place and almost know what's going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but. Well, yeah. and, and, and another thing, to be that good, you know, those guys back then, we did, they didn't have that technology and all of that stuff to, to kind of make what it is that, that, like technology sometimes can be a crutch is what I'm saying. And they didn't have all of that. So they really did. Your grandfather would have really had to have said, look, if I'm going to make this my job, let me go in here and sit down with these dogs or, or, you know, really watch them and watch their tendencies um, to see what make them tick. Every dog is different. I'm sure he got dogs that, you know, it (laughs) it, it was a challenge. Yeah, yeah. I remember, you know, just to say that right there, I remember one time uh, he got a dog. And we had uh, we had some big kennels where, you know, big, long dog houses, you know, where really about four dogs could be in one kennel, you know. Right. And so this this dog, uh, <clears throat> some dogs in there got to fight. And this dog that the guy had just brought, brand new dog there, you know, and he sit back and watched the dog fight. And when one dog got the dog down, you know, this dog ran in there and tried to, you know, you know, bite him around the throat. Right. And he said, he said, he's a killer. He said, he said, I can't do nothing with this dog. He called the guy, don't come back and get him. Hey. So, so I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, to tell, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I mean, and it, it, like, don't nobody at the end of the day, man. When you got a kennel full of dogs like that and a business, I can't have no killers in my kennel. Exactly. You know, and I mean, if I if any if any killer's gonna be there, it's gonna be me. And and I ain't talking about killing dogs. I'm talking about killing birds. But aside from that, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. we we can't have no no because it doesn't help anything. You know, I um. Yeah. And I, you know, admittedly, man, like I got a lab and, I, you know, I told you I got a lab and I got a pointer and, um, you know, my lab is real dominant. Like he and, you know, recently, man, he been trying to, you know, kind of bully my pointer. My uh-huh. pointer just, you know, he just liked to play he, he young, he about a year, year and about four months old. Yeah. And my lab will try to start bullying him and stuff like that. And I'm like, hey, man, look, we ain't doing that. You got, you got to stop it and get right. on it. Right? Hey, because at the end of the day, like, we a team. Everybody got yeah. a job. Yeah. You know, your job ain't more important than the other dog's job. Uh-huh. And yeah. and we can't, you know, do that. So all that all that dominance and this and that, uh-uh. I, I, can't, I can't have it, man. I, I messed around, and I told you I guide hunts, and I had a dog, um, old short-haired, that I yeah. borrowed um, just – to, Cause down here when you guide, and I think I told you this, but like they, the clients, you know, they come and pay all this money, and they like to see two pointing dogs and a, and a, a flushing dog. So I use my lab as a flusher dog and retriever, 
And then I used my pointer with another of the plantation dogs. And so, Uh um, you know, or, or, and, and this, this old short hair man, like crazy. He would, I mean, you know, he was, he, he was really, really, really just, um, you know, acting like he ain't had no sense. And, and you, you were talking about that technology, you know, uh, Shock collars was coming out, you know, before yeah. he passed. Uh-huh. And he, he, he never used one of those. Yeah, I you and, know, you told me a, a real interesting way that he was getting he was he was breaking dogs without a shot collar. Yeah, he said, you know, he said you can run a dog if you don't know what you're doing, you know. Yeah. With that what they call it. Now uh one thing, uh like I say, you know, we y'all worked the dogs good and we had them long enough before hunting season. And uh he had a. When you snap, we had those uh, ropes that wouldn't hardly, you know, they wouldn't tangle up in the bush. Yeah. And uh, I want to say, man, they probably made 20 foot long, maybe a little longer. Right. Okay, so snap it in the collar, and, you know, you come, he come back probably about a about a foot long with an O-ring in the rope. And he run that, he run that, uh, o, he run that, the rope through the O-ring. Mm-hmm. And kind of like a little harness in the rope, I think was running, had to have been running on this. Could have been, I mean, but anyway, what what that what that does was like uh if we crossing and uh and a lot of times he was just do it. Like we cutting out a field and we crossing a field road, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, cross, going into another field. And he probably knew that the young dog was gonna do it. And them young dogs would hit that road, man. He hit that whistle, try to turn them and holler at them, you know. Mm-hmm. And they just, just, just having fun, just running. And he had, look, he had a white horse named Dan. He said he liked that white horse because yeah. the dog threw you through the bush. And and man, this this horse was, was was special. And look, he he uh he take off on the horse, and when the horse run up under the rope, all he do is pull back on the bridle rein. He gonna the horse gonna take one of his feet and step on the rope. Right. And when he run that slack out. He holler, whoa! And uh-huh. that's what, I mean, I don't care where you at, you know, he, he stopped him. I mean, you can holler at him and stop him after that. Right. But he was already broke, though, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or being the train, but I mean. But he needed, he needed, he needed to know that I'll come and catch you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. And then a lot of time, I think, like, you know, like, you no know, hands on, like, a lot of time we come out the field, and if he had two, you know, he would, uh, he had that that letter, uh, uh lease. I mean, you know, just run out in front of the horse, probably about ten feet. Mm-hmm. Two snaps on it, you know, snap two dogs right there, and go right down side the road on the horse with the dog, and the dog pulling all the way back to the dog kill. Man, and see, we, we, when you do stuff like that right there, it's just put special attention on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you just like laying on hands on them all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that right there help. Be a you know a relationship between you and the dog, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I I believe in that man. Like you know, uh-huh. and I and I use an e collar. I do, but yeah. Before I, that's like the last thing that I do, and I and I use it. Um, so I tell you how I do. I put the e collar, set him on his neck. I put it on his flank, on on his on on his uh like right past his rib cage. Yeah, I seen that you had a one on a bicycle yesterday. Right? Yeah, well, that's and and see, I had him on his on a bicycle. That's that was a harness, but like when I put when I'm working because I was just riding him then, kind of like you rode him off a horse with a bike. 
But yeah. when I when I'm training and I need to get a dog to stop with the e collar, I put it on his flank and and that you know it's sensitive back there. Okay. And you and you put it you you put a little 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 uh, static electricity back there. It'll get him to stop better than it will around his neck. Okay. But you got to train it. But before I do all that, man, I um. You know, I believe in going and, and keeping a long, you know, check cord, long cord on them. And my dogs oh. know I will come out there and get you. Yeah. Before, you know, I keep I believe in having hands on a dog. You and, and your granddaddy uh-huh. was right, man. You can really yeah. ruin a dog with yeah. an e-collar. You can burn him up, you know, because yeah. you got to think about it, man. That dog ain't listening to you. He pissing you uh-huh. off. He doing all that. You know how easy it is to go out. Yeah. And and turn that Joker all the way up and burn him up. Yeah, but it takes more experience and expertise to get out there and and really get your hands on a dog and correct them, especially a young dog. Man, they don't know no yeah, better. Yeah. They just being young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They doing they they doing what they uh know to do. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but if he if he know that I'm a, that this Joker crazy and he might come out here and get me. Yeah. That dog is gonna stop a whole lot better, and especially if you're on a horse, man. That dog don't yeah, want to get yeah. ran down. He can't outrun a horse. Yeah, you know my my first dog I had, you know, I, I wanted to uh, horseback ride and train him. You know, and my granny said, "No, he said uh, you do better walking." You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 he was right. You know, yeah, I did. Yeah, cause I could watch the dog better. And uh, my my kind of makeup, you know, I never did want to lose a dog. You know, so right. I didn't like a dog to get too far. You know, I'm training gun dog. I didn't like a dog to get too far for me, you know. What what maybe in yards, how far did you like your dogs to get? Well, I'm looking at my window now. I think about uh you know, a hundred yards. Yeah. Maybe a little better. Yeah. That's good. You know, like that. And then, you know, and then I you know, I uh check him all the time, you know, if he out of sight. Just mm-hmm. a little bit, a few minutes, you know, I hit my whistle, you know, I'm walking, and then he'll see me, you know, he'll... he know what's you know, up. And then, and then it's, it's good, you know, when you got one, just say, I'm, I'm going north, and he running about 100 yards in front of me, and he running to a fence line, some trees or something, like that. I got more fields to uh, to the right, so before we go in the woods, you know, I hit my whistle, you know, and he see me turning to the right, you know, he'll roll that way. Right. That's, that's that's a beautiful sight, man. Right. You got working like that, and he can work that land. Yeah, yeah. You know, he can work the grounds, and and he and and they get real in tune now. Now, and this is something that that's interesting to me. So, you know, my dog, um, I let him roll. He's comfortable at about two hundred and sixty yards. That's that's okay. about where I've seen him kind of top out. He's gone bigger, but okay. on average, he about two sixty give or take okay. um That's now yeah i mean but i and i want him to run that way before field trials okay. and 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 i'm, I'm okay yeah. with two six and and that's a that is probably an average now a hundred is good mm-hmm. too especially man you down here in georgia you running in pine woods like anywhere okay. between a hundred and, and 200 i mean that's not bad yeah. and and so but my thing is, you know, I got an e collar with a tracking on tracking system on it and stuff, so I know where the dog is. Now back then, y'all wasn't running tracking systems and stuff. Man, so. didn't, know, didn't know nothing about that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I know, I'm, I'm see, well, uh, I was 14 years old when my grandfather passed. Mm-hmm. So we talking about 
round 72 and 73. Yeah. Well, no, he didn't know nothing about that. But, I mean, we had heard of him, seen him, you know. Yeah. But he said, he said you don't know what you're doing. He said, you're a runner dog, you know. So did, so, did y'all put bells on him, or you just you just knew the dog well uh, enough to know where he was going to be at? No, we didn't put bells on him. Okay. Just, uh, you know, had, had ropes on him, you know, unless we had, like, this old seller named Mike that had nothing on him. He was just, <laughs> you know, he, he just, been, he'd been there forever, you know. Right. And, uh, but, yeah, the young dog, we kept ropes on him, you know, some uh, nylon ropes, you know, we bought them on the end, you know, they never would thread or nothing like that. Right. <laughs> and, man, it's, I mean, it's... And um, some of them, you know, we had a chain on the dog running like field trial dog. He put a chain on them, slowing down, you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now this this is my thing too, man. Like in 2020, everybody got some new this, some new that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's always something new to yeah. get to train your dog, man. Like, you know, and, and I'm I'm curious to see like with a little bit of money, it wasn't uh-huh. like y'all were going out buying the latest, greatest, any of this. Y'all weren't buying e-collars and stuff like that. What was the most right. essential thing that y'all that y'all had to get the trainer dog? And I'll tell you what mine is real quick. So uh-huh. mine is a is a, a 16-foot check cord. Yeah. You know, nylon cord like you're talking about. And then uh, uh-huh. a pinch collar. It's a leather collar, got studs on the inside, go around his neck, keep them in check. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, I call it a choke collar. Yeah, yeah. We talking about the same uh-huh. thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, what what was the most important thing that your granddaddy told you to have if you gonna get these dogs broke? Well, uh, the, the most important thing that 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 I seen, if you y'all work your dog good, if, like right now, you got one old enough, y'all working on how to woo, stop, stay, and when you and put that uh, you know, the rope on him, what you call what you call a. Uh, Check out check cord. Check cord, yeah, on it, and uh, and just find birds, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you know, I'm telling you, that, I'm telling you that obedient train man gonna come in handy because when he jump, first time you take him out, you know, like I said, you know, you let him let him run. You flush up about two covers of birds, and after that, you know, gonna start checking him. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, he flush that third covers up, you are gonna stop it. Yeah. Bring it back in that way, flush them birds up, and and uh, y'all working right there, making stay. Right. Stopping that point up, let them sit there two, three minutes, or maybe a little longer. Right. Walk in there like you flushing them birds up, shoot that gun, and don't let it move. Now, see, a lot of time <clears throat> when uh, if you got if you got them obedient, trained good, and uh, you know you going there to flush the birds up. You know, he jump in there, put that choke collar on him. Yeah. And snatch him up right there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And make him stay there. Yep. I, uh, you ain't got to do, do that too many times. And then, like look, I say, you no, know, he put that ride whoop on him, you know. And that'll help. Look, I'm going to tell you something that I do. I do that exact same thing. I do it. So what I do uh-huh. is, um, so that leather collar, I let him run around with that leather collar. Um, yeah. And let him drag that cord. You know, it's connected to him about sixteen feet long. And I got a stake, like a little, um, little stake that I put in the ground. I carry with me for a puppy. So when I know he's gonna go on point, I get him to where the dog will at least let me walk around him long enough to get the birds in the air. I get him there, and okay, then okay. and so what I do, I mess around and and uh, 
I tie a knot at the opposite end, the end, the far end of the cord. And then uh-huh. I tie a thick knot. And then I put um a uh a, a snap on the stake or whatever. So what happens is yep. I I I grab that rope and take a little bit of the tension out of it, just a little bit of it. And okay. then I and I'll snap it to the stake. So what happens is now that dog is connected to the pinch collar and the, the pinch collars are connected to the rope. The rope yeah. goes all the way back to a stake and I put it in the ground. Uh-huh. And I'll sit there and you know, at that point he can't go nowhere. Right. And so I'll sit there and let the dog, and this is what I did with my dog now. I'll let him hold a point as long as he can. And, you oh, okay. know, them, them puppies is going to jump. They going to yeah. jump at some point in time. And after right. that, man, like he going to, he, he'll get it and he going to jump and snatch himself back. Okay. Man, when okay. I tell you that jump worked like a charm. Yeah. So, so what? So, so what happened the next time he don't jump? He don't jump. Um, it'll take like you you said. Yeah. It, it'll take him about two or three times to get it. Yeah, yeah. But see, I and 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 the next time, once he does it the first time, because the first time I don't go in and try to flush a bird. I don't do anything. They gonna flush anyway. Yeah. Uh huh. And especially if the bird decided to walk or something, that puppy gonna jump in anyway. So right, will yeah. He gonna he, yeah. gonna he gonna jump. The puppy want to get the bird. Yeah. So. The yeah, next yeah. time I'll walk circles around the pup and okay. then and then try to make the birds get up and see if the pup is going to jump after that. If he jump, he's still going to snatch himself back. But after about yeah. three times, man, dogs work in threes. Like after about yeah, three yeah, times. Sure do, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I know her that way. That, that's a good way. But I mean, it, you know, like, you know, you look at a situation and uh, what can I do? Yeah. Yeah. To get you, you know, I, I don't had a, I don't had German Shepherds, man. Yeah. And uh, they so intelligent that they watch you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what you want me to do? Mm-hmm. You know, I want I want to get away from bird dog, but I've never had my no, kids. Tell the story. I had my kids at a state park, and they were swimming in the lake, and this government agent come up and uh and uh let the the you know the. Uh, the the hitch of, I mean uh, the door from the back of the truck that John Shepherd jumped out. He told him something. He searched a whole man 15, 20 acre park, man, probably yeah. five minutes like a bird dog. Yeah. And he called him back. Now I'm gonna tell you something about a dog. He called him back. And when he called him back, look, I got off the, the park best I walk up to him. And uh and the guy looked at me. I spoke to him. He spoke to me. I said, "Man, that's a bad dog." <laughs> he started laughing. Look, the dog man ain't did nothing. Just sit there. Yeah. A dog can smell you and know how you feel. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a man when he see a a, a beautiful woman, he approach her. Yeah. And don't know what he's gonna say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right, but, right? But she knows she know you like her. You know the dog got that kind of instinct. Mm-hmm. We sitting there talking. You know he would tell me about the dog, and a guy came up, and the dog had a fit. Uh, and uh, you know he told him something. Uh, he talking to this dog in a foreign language where I couldn't understand what he was saying. You know, mm-hmm. so so I noticed this guy had probably had drugs, and so you know this uh police dog, so, you know, he probably smelled the drugs in the guy, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, so, so dogs like that, too, you know what I'm saying? They they, they, uh, they know how you, you know, 
mm-hmm. they can they can see it, you know. Yep. Well, they. You know, and, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. And uh, and we was hunting one time, and I won my first cousin. You know, my granddad said, "Stop that dog!" And my and my cousin said, "Whoa!" And my grandfather said, "Boy, what's wrong with you? Sound like a woman?" He said, "You can't see <laughs> stop no dog like that." <laughs> he said, "You got to say, whoa." You know, talk to him with authority. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, man, I want you to meet Neil Carter, man, the president of the club down there. He mentored me a lot. He talks to me about that a lot. But, yeah. you know, he, Neil will tell me down in times, but he said, look, I worked a long time to, to get my voice the way it is. And he told me, okay. he was like, the way his voice is, the way that, he talks to a dog. He's like, man, I steal yeah. your dog from you. Yeah. It's the same way, man. <laughs> he said, man, he'll be running trials. And he's like, I'd be, I just, he was like the way that he carries his voice and, and yeah. operates it. He was like, man, I steal your dog from you. You wouldn't even know it. I'd be telling your yeah. dog to do something totally different. Your uh-huh. dog would be listening to me just by the way that the voice is. And, yeah. and, and, and that's something that's, that's crucial, yeah, yeah. man. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I do the same thing. You know, my lab, he decided he wanted to get a little too buck. Mm-hmm. I can put a little more bass in my voice, and I bet you that joker yeah. simmer down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if we got a dog, you know, we're gonna, he, gonna, he, he already beat him trained. So he been he been hunting long enough, and he's still running up birds. You know, just running the, the old dog, holding birds. He come through them, ain't just running there, you know. So I mean, he will he will stop him, you know. Sometimes he run out, you know, run. When he got him in, he, you know, put that uh, choke call on him, you know, snatch him up, bring you know back there with the birds. That the old dog still sitting there. And I mean, you know, he did it too many times, and uh, make him stay there, and walk in, uh, you know, out there with them birds. That you know, you know, like he flushing them up again, you know. And uh, like I said, you know, like dogs like that, like we were coming to the dog kennel, you know, man, we have sometimes the toenails and grow out and they'd be done scratched all the way up under the dog house, man. So almost a dog a tongue. So, you know, we get them out and uh, like that and then put the toe collar, walk them off and work him, you know, y'all can work him. And so when you take him to the field, you know, he, uh, you know, he gonna, he gonna get there. And then probably like that particular dog, he used every he look at you know he would use everything to his advantage to get you to do what I want you to do. So he would probably cross one of those field roads, knowing that he gonna take out running down the road, not hunt. And then when he will run his horse up under the road on him, you know what I'm saying, and stop him. So I mean, it, I mean he you know he just about that's that's just about it. I mean. All you got to do with fine birds, you know, he's going to come into his own. When we start off, y'all working them dogs, he would say, you know, you put your dog on, on a lease uh, and uh, walking right beside you and, and four or five steps, whoa! Stop. Look, do it two or three times and leave him alone. Two or three times. Next day, next two or three days, same thing. And after you do that, I have deal dog, you know, do him like that two to three weeks, and he got it. And then my next, my next step will be when I'm walking with him, I said, whoa, 
And I keep on walking. The dog going to try to go with me. I'll wave my hand back at him. Look! And he'll stay. And then I walk on. And then I call him to me. Two or three times. Next day, two days later, two or three times. Then four or five times. Until you get that down pat. I'm walking with it. I holler, whoop. Keep on walking. He he stays. And when I get to where I'm going, I may sit there a minute or two and call him to me. He come to me. Okay, then the next step will be walking with him. Whoop. I walk on where I'm going. Call him to me. And on the way, when the dog coming to me, I hold my hand up. I say, whoa. I make him stop right there. You know, just like that two or three times and do it more and more like that. And then you got him then. You know what I'm saying? So he know what he's supposed to do. But when you get him in the field, he may not do it. But he know what's right. Though. You know what I'm saying? So then, like I said, you know, when you flush two or three birds up, you know, then you're going to bring him back in there. You're going to make him stay there just like that. Go in there with them birds, got up. Shoot the gun. Okay, the old dog jump in there. He come on in there too. So eventually, you know, after a while, he gonna get it, you know. And if he don't, you know, yeah, yeah, they gonna hunt. <laughs> I mean, man, I never seen any kind of dog hunt like a bird dog. Man, man they, 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 they hunt, don't they, man? <laughs> yeah. Man, we still, look, look, we still, we still, we used, we be training some dog, man. They hunt so, so hard and uh. You know, we had to put them down, you know, uh, you know, set them, set them up for about a week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, docked on the eel, man, because you'd be cutting the eel, going through the briars and stuff. All right, guys, just a quick reminder. I want to make sure you guys get on your phones and on your desktops and subscribe to Onyx Hunt now. Use my promo code GDN20 and get subscribed before the season starts up with 20% off that uh that subscription and make sure that you get on Chewy.com go get yourself a bag of Yukonuba Sporting Dog 3020 Premium Performance Blend today. But well, we had one 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 seller, you know, man, he was good, man. Man, mm-hmm. we, you, know, you come across a field road, I mean, you hit a field, man, that, man, he, he hit them fence lines. Yeah. He just know where birds supposed to be at, you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a dog that that's running wild birds. Now, look, this is what I, I thought was hilarious, man. Your granddaddy called him quail, Mexican quail, man. Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, we were hunting one time, man, and uh, and uh, I flushed them birds up, man. Man, they flew so 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 far and went in the tree, and he said, man, he said, he said, I'm Mexican birds. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> he said, somebody brought them in from Mexico. <laughs> Couple Mexican birds. I mean, it was. I don't know what you know what you're talking about or what, but I mean, man, they were flat fast. They got gone. Yeah, yeah. But look here, man. You are what I think about. What dropped in? Dropped in in my spirit. You need to uh, need to write a black Hall of Fame book. Yeah. Uh, you know you found all over the country you know what i'm saying man i would i would love to i'm actually trying to work on it now um yeah and just meet you know all you know any of the african-american trained bird dog men you know that because you know we don't have a written history right 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 and i mean you had to go by word of mouth to find them and locate them you know what i'm saying right because Uh, i'm pretty sure i don't know what they have um, uh, mentioned my grandfather in that book but they just they just kept us in the background and we did the work you know right because back then I mean you know uh, our people wasn't probably much of I mean not too many were educated I mean they were just God gifted you know right 
With that tapper, you know, and that was, I, my granddad told me a long time ago. He said, you know, you got to be two times, three times, right, better than the next man. Yep, and just and that was just to keep your job. Yeah, 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 and and you know, and God gave us the gift and talent. Uh, you know, you know, the Bible said, you know, God will give you a gift and talent that can't throw you out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, why you from time you get into to when you leave. So you know, and uh, you know, you work. Hard at your craft, you know. You you know. You gotta make and you make the best of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he give you what you need, you know. Exactly. Like, I seen, I seen. Uh, you meet Neil. Yeah. I looking at that just more. <laughs> Man, that old Neil. I uh, you know, he is he is. Yeah, he he trained uh for Sincola Plantation for majority of his life and been training bird dogs about 50 some years man and and yeah. probably longer than that but i think about you know over 50 i know that and uh he was trained by his granddaddies and uncles and and you know he took over the uh the 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 kennel and and, and wildlife manager position at st cola for a while or for you know for his career and man when you talk about dogs getting broke yeah them dogs got broke you know and i i so you come down there, you'll get a chance. I'll introduce him to you, man. He's a cool yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah. He is a cool dude. Well. Yeah, yeah. you know, you get a dog with, I mean, you know, they got that good bloodline, man. He, you know, he ain't hard to train, but. Well, that. Some of them hard to train others. I remember one time we had a dog, he was so hard to get it. And I heard, you know, we on horseback, my granddad said, man, he said, oh. If I ever get it right, he's gonna be the best one I, one I got. <laughs> he just got to get him there. <laughs> yeah, for some birds there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. But, you know, he had a job work too, but you know, you just you know, yeah. got to keep on working him. You know, but uh, I think a lot of dogs with good blood. I mean, they just know what to do, man. You know, they you know they are you know they they're pretty much uh you, you watch them and stuff. You know, they will learn you something. Mm-hmm. That's you know, the, yeah, that's the main mean, thing, man. I tell folks, you know, before you do anything with your dog, just sit down and watch him. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just sit down and watch him. Just, you know, the dog going to tell you how he wants to be, you know, trained yeah. and, yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and I get people ask like, man, well, when do I fire a gun? I ain't nobody's expert trainer, but. You know, I yeah. get people like, oh, well, when do I fire a gun around a dog? And I'm, man, I, the when, I mean, I don't really know when. You just, you know what I'm saying? You wait till it gets six months old, you know, you fire a gun, you know, you probably don't gonna like problem. it. Yeah, but see, everybody's dog is different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, now I don't, mm-hmm. I waited till my dog was about five months old, but yeah. I, I also, my dog in some areas was a little bit later to mature. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In some areas. And also yeah. I took I wanted to take my time. You know, what I do is I, I get my dog um, you know, on on birds. I, I get him to chasing a pigeon or something like that and get him real fired up. And once he, you know, fifty, sixty yards away from me, then I'll fire my blank gun or something like that. And while okay. it's my and, and then I start to walk, you know, fire it closer and closer once I see that he's not bothered by the um by the shot. Yeah, you but see now, yeah, yeah, but 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 what I believe, I mean, check this out. <clears throat> time your dog born, time he uh, stop sucking his mama and eating feet by himself. Mm-hmm. Time he eating shoot 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 the blank pistol. Yeah, because what gonna happen? Is he's so young, he ain't gonna really know what's going on. 
Right. He just hear that noise, and every day he hear he ain't gonna pay no attention. Right. Yeah. So and, that's that's the way he is. Well, I mean, it, it's you know, it's a good way to do it, man. And and yeah. you know, as long as as long as you don't make the dog gun shy, which you know, I yeah. think half the problem is people see a blank gun is not ain't that loud. You know what I'm saying? It's it's right, right, it's right. loud, but it ain't that loud. But right. people get to shooting shotguns and this and that over and want to yeah. take them out. You got 30, 40 people shooting over them. Man, that dog oh, going to be yeah. scared out of his skin. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the only them guys I had, my old school message. I mean, but you know, you think about it. Old, uh, <clears throat> God created everything. Yeah. He gave man knowledge and technology that we have now. Right. It came through the human mind before it got made. Right. You you, you try you hear what I'm trying to say? Yeah. We we I mean, I mean you know, uh, I mean it's uh and you know yeah, that's that's all they had, man. They didn't have no technology. And <laughs> we had to figure it out. Yeah. You know, we and, and in a lot of ways what we have nowadays is a whole lot easier than what they was doing, you know, way back then. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and yeah. and and rightfully so. I mean, it should make life a lot easier. I mean, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to dare imagine what it'd have been like to try to, uh, you know, train a dog back then. You know, like to see that yeah. man. You yeah. talking about? You know, especially a field trial dog. Oh yeah. yeah I, I know training a field trial dog, and most of all, I, I seen was gun dog. Right. And so see, your granddaddy was messing with field trial dogs. I mean, yeah, in gun, yeah, in his young, in his young days, yeah, right. Because he said, you know, they went from here to Canada, you know, right. Field trial, field trial, right. And see so, that, yeah. and see that's that's a different kind of situation you got going on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they they will will hunt just like any other dog, but I mean, just the way in which they go about it is going to be so much different. You know, yeah, I, um, and you got to, you got to keep a watch on them, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, just like, you know, where we hunted, we pretty much know where we found birds consistent that, you know what I'm saying? Right. So we would probably try to get in the area. What, what I did with my dog, the grandson I had with him, I kept him tight, kept him in tight. Yeah. So when he, I thought he got a little bit too far, you know, I and y'all were real good. So I would hit my whistle, and when he looked, when he when he see, you know, I would, I would turn another way, and normally I had him trying where he'll break my way. Right. You know, and man, I like that. You know, oh, I think yeah. you one like that. You know. See, I the way I do it, I I use my whistle to tell him to get out and just go like if we on a straight shot I'll blast on my whistle a couple of times and and push him forward push him forward push him forward and then when I want him to turn with me I'll sing to him and just like holler a little bit and okay. um and he'll swing in in whatever direction I'm going to I guess so 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 you can take your whistle and push him out Yeah I push mine out with the whistle if he's not far enough out like if he's not yeah. like pulling ground, because he'll get out. I try not to do a whole lot of, you know, hooping yeah. and hollering. But once I blow that whistle to tell him to start running, like the race has started, um, yeah. you know, I'll see. 
And if I if he's still too short or if I if he's running back towards me, you know, circling yeah. back, I'll blow that whistle and he'll stop where he's at and then take off back in the right direction. And if he's going in the right direction, I'll blast that whistle a little bit longer and it'll push him out a little bit further. Yeah, good stuff. So I did mine just opposite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all association. You know, the dog just once you get him trained to be a certain kind of way, it's all yeah. just association and, and and figuring out. Okay, getting the dog. Does the dog understand what I want him to do? Um, yeah. You know, and that and that's pretty much it. Like I I I don't want to have to do a whole lot of handling. Yeah. So I just wanted to keep it simple. You know, blow out, blow out to get him get him out, and then. Um, saying to get them to turn with you. Yeah. Now let me ask you this: uh, on horseback, you did you did a lot of uh, training on horseback. I've done some training on horseback, not a lot. Um, I need to do more, to be honest. Um, yeah. But I've done some. Like last season, I got a couple of days in. Okay. Yeah. How did how, how did your dog act towards that? Man. All right. So. When I was training on horseback, he was it was he he did great. I mean, it took him a second to kind of get away from me, just because yeah. he was worrying about what the horse was a little bit. Um, yeah. And I mean, by the time I got into a, a, a trot, you know, he he went on out and, and followed the other dogs and and, and kind of got an idea of what we were doing. Um, by the time we got to one part of the course. I mean, that little joker shot out and he looked like the dog that I wanted to do. So, and then he locked up, you know, he was backing other dogs, doing all kinds of other stuff. Um, yeah. So it didn't take him long. And yeah. then when I actually trialed him, the t- first time I trialed him off a of horseback, um, uh-huh. it was kind of the same way. I mean, it took him a second to really get out. He found he found birds and was broke doing it. Um, you know, he found plenty birds, but he wasn't ranging far enough to win that state. Um, so this year what I'm doing is roading him and all of that stuff and getting him to run, run, run. And then I'm going to see about going down to, um, some folks I know down in Griffin, Georgia and working with them on their horses and, and finalizing it. He just, but he's just young, you know what I'm saying? Young dog. He, he just over a year old. So, He's still okay. kind of understanding what that horseback thing is. Yeah, no, what, what kind? What kind of pedigree you got? He Elhu, man. Yeah, he's Elhu. So he um he goes back to Elhu Damascus is his on his mama's side his uh um great granddaddy on his mama's side, and then he's got from there he's got um Elhu Magoo. Yeah. He's got uh, Jubilee, which was a good dog. Um, he on and this is all on his mama's side. He's got champion uh, Rockacre Blackhawk on his mama's side. Um, Fibber McGee champion, Fibber McGee champion, uh, stylish uh, Elhu Jazz. You know, then he oh. goes back to Elhu Snakefoot, and then guard champion Guardrail. So both of those were champions, and then champion Strike and. Um, Champion Rockacre Vindicator and champion Fiddlin' Rocky Boy. So on his mama's side, he's got 10 champions. On his dad's side, he's got nine champions in there. Um, champion Elhu Explorer, Champion Strike, Elhu Strike. Um, all of these are champions. Hook Bounty Hunter, Guardrail on his daddy's side, um, Snakefoot, 
you know, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. So I mean, he's he's pretty loaded, but he's I I like them Elhu dogs, man. Uh-huh. You know, he um he he's a he's a nice looking dog. I'll have to I'll actually send you his pedigree now. I'll show it to you. Um okay. but I mean, he he's a nice looking dog, man, and uh yeah. you know, I I I if he does well this season, I know that's something I want to breed off of. Yeah, I think I, I think it's something I want to, but I want to see what what he actually turns out to be. Yeah, look at what I'm thinking about. It, my cousin told me he said, "Man, uh, my grandfather used they used to plant pheasants." Yeah, see, he had a dog kennel, what we call a clubhouse. It's, it's a guy named Judge Taylor out of Memphis. Uh huh. He owned the place, and he said, "My cousin said when they got it started, man, he said, man, they had they, they had a horse barn, had horses." And you know they will come out. They pretty much had their own little field trial. Like I think my granddad probably he was trained dog for whoever you know that wanted to dog train. You know, right? So he did, and, and he did, did that for his whole life. Yeah. Okay. You know, I told you. He said, "Man, uh, the white guy from up north brought a farm out there." Yeah. Come to his yard hunting, man. He said, "Man, he said his family was so poor. He said he was half naked, man. <laughs> and, uh, little boy. <laughs> he said, little boy." And the white guy asked him, did he want a job, want to work? He said, yeah. He started working for him and got moved him in the house with him and his wife. Right. And then he said, from here to Canada, field trial to field trial. Right. Well, look. Yeah. So, I mean, when I, when I, my, uh, my pants busted up, I can't remember my mom and dad being together. And I had two brothers right up under me. And my mom took me to her mom and dad and, and then it's me. So for my childhood, man, was like a fantasy, man. Yeah. You get to ride good horses. I was more interested in the horses than the dog. Then after a few years, I got interested in the dog. So, I mean, every day, you know, you know, fooling with horses and dogs. Oh, you know? that, man, that's a it, dream. It, it, it didn't get no better than that. Yeah, and then, you know, check this out. So some people are uh, uh, able to notice things and figure things out from somebody else's conversation. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like your makeup, your giftings and your knowledge. Right. And that would allow you, look, that'll allow you to try and bury dog. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what <laughs> it is. I mean, to, to, to be able to see that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and that's the way my granddaddy would. He might be like, we get out the truck, man, look here. Walking to the bird kill, man, dog jumping up in the kennels and stuff, glad to see her barking and stuff, you know, and once he was working with her, you know, you look at him like, to me, he was looking at her like, now what can I do to get you to do this? <laughs> right. Yeah, like, horses the same way, man. Man, that is. Look at him, I used to, sometimes he would get on blackjack, black horse, and I would ride his horse, great horse night, Dan. Yeah. Look, Dan, we stopped at the pond, you know, we hunting, you know, and let him drink water. Dan would try to lay down with me in the in the pond. Really? And when I'm riding, look, he he uh every once in a while he bite back, you know, turn his head, neck around, try to bite me on the lead. <laughs> one day my granddad seen that, he said, Let me have it. when he got on man, look, hold a high head, man, ear standing straight, man, like a soldier in the army. Right. So he know my granddad wasn't gonna get that stuff. Right. He wasn't gonna have <laughs> all of that. No, he wasn't gonna have that. That's why he told me. He said, "When you talk to a dog, you got to talk to him with a thought." Right. He said, "Otherwise, he ain't gonna pay you no attention." Especially, you know, my pointers, man. Actually, both of them, my lab and my pointer, but especially my pointer. That joker will look at you and write you off. 
Yeah. You know, and that's just kind of, you know, how the breed is. Um, right. You know, so <laughs> look, man, I mean, that's that's just how that's just how it is. And yeah, they're not, yeah, they are yeah. not going to take any kind of foolishness. Right. So, just, just like people's people, I mean, they got makeup just like people's, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and you know, and they and they they still run off a hierarchy. You know, they want to know who's in charge. If it's gonna be you or gonna yeah. be me. Yeah. You know, and you and you yeah. treat, but you still got to treat them well. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just it's just understanding. You know what's gonna work and what's not gonna work. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm here for it, man. Well, yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. I I the thing is I want to I and I've told you this before. I mean, I just want to get as many black folks on um that I can that actually have, you know, some stake in the history of, of yeah, bird yeah. dogs, man. Yeah, do do you, do you, do you have a lot of black guys? Um I've got more than I would ex- would have expected. I say that. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot but it's like you said earlier, man. We got to find each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why uh, 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 you're the guy to write the book, man. <laughs> well, I thank mean, you, you got the education, and you, you you know you know how to get it out there. Yeah. Looking also, you you, you didn't call the name at the uh, at the museum, did you? I called up there. They didn't answer. Okay, they so, probably was they, open then. Right. I'm. A, I mean, they. I think they open today, so I'm gonna call today once we get off. Okay. But. Um, they opened up at one today, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see. But you know, it's okay. um. She told me that she think that the museum will be open for the public probably the end of the month or the first of the month. Okay, cool. cool. But uh, but but she told me that she know the black guy was pretty much doing what you was doing, mm-hmm. and was a professor at a major college. I think it might have been Auburn. I'm not sure. Was it? She, yeah. But she said she she told me the name. I can't remember what she said. He was old then, you know. Yeah. She didn't know we still living or not. But but she could she could give you some people too. Well, let me ask you this: How how far how far have you uh, found black dog trainers? So I've gone back so far as as far as talking to people. Neil is the oldest that I've talked to. Now, as far as research. I've got stuff going back to the late 1800s. Okay, I yeah. mean from I mean out to south how far? Mo- most of us are coming out of the south. Now that's one thing that's yeah. pretty common. I mean and, and that's everything from Tennessee to Alabama to Mississippi to um to Georgia. Most of us are coming out of the south. Um and more more modern um more modern African-American trainers are coming, you know, they're a little more scattered and they do okay. a little bit different things. Like I got my buddy, um, Philip Maley, who he, he just actually, um, is, is recovering from an injury, but he got German short hairs and he does, uh, North American versatile hunting dog stuff. So that's his own. This is not like American field. Or it's not like, uh, field trials in a sense that, um, it's not dog versus dog. It's, it's held to a German standard, but I mean, his dogs are good. Um, and then there's another guy, I think his name is, uh, actually, I know his name is Tillis Calhoun. And he's out, I think he's, I, I, I feel like he's out west. 
and he does Labrador yeah. Retriever stuff. I, I've been trying to get in contact with him. And then um, there's another guy up in the Carolinas that does some stuff. I can't remember his name. Um, and he's done some pretty good stuff in field trials. So basically, oh. the older history comes out of the South. As, yeah. it, as it got closer to being more modern, it, it then uh-huh. kind of started spreading out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, uh, it's, it's just a lot of bird dog people in Georgia in the state of Georgia. Oh yeah, man, it's the foundation of it. Okay, you know this is this is in Georgia, man. It, it this is pretty much where it, it started. I mean, because you got to think, man, on these plantations that was specialized right. labor. So, uh-huh. and it's not all in Georgia, mind you, but a a, a large percentage of it is in Georgia and so if you you know especially Tennessee Tennessee too yeah if there was any kind of 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 plantation you know ownership then there was black bird dog handlers from what I understand um if there was any kind of 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 ownership and then um so you I mean you get that you know a lot of my buddies Uh and stuff like that at, at the trial I mean at the uh the the black handlers club here they're just, you know, plantation dog men, you know, and they just learned the yeah. game. Um, and that stuff got passed down. So most of what I've found has come out of Georgia. It's this one guy that I'm researching now. Um, he's he's dead now, but um, his name is Charlie Young. And um, Dr. Julia Brock gave me, she did some research on him early. And uh, Dr. Julia Brock gave me his um, interview where he was yeah. telling the story, man, it's something. Yeah. And he about like your granddaddy, you know, was a dog trainer. He traveled everywhere in the world, uh, everywhere around the country, you know, right. helping train dogs. So I'm, I'm, I'm breaking down that interview as well. Yeah. I, I bet them guys were good too, wasn't they? Man, well, they had to be. Yeah, they had to be. Yo, my granddaddy told me. Look, <laughs> <he> told me. <laughs> you could not be good. <laughs> he, said, he said, you got to be two, three times better than they Yeah. Yep. They had to be. I mean, because he that's he really said like that was a survival state. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to think, man. Like, when you put yourself in these guys' shoes, your granddaddy and and Charlie Young, and you know any of the old time guys, man. Like, it was either that or don't eat. You know, if you a dog trainer, yeah. that's that's way better than picking cotton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he told me he said he said man he said he said I don't advertise. Yeah. He said, when you're good, you don't advertise. He said, come from word of mouth. He said, if a white man tell his buddy, if his buddy tell him, he said, I got a bird dog. I need to find somebody to train. And you don't train this bird dog. He said, he said, he said, William McKenzie train your dog. Yeah. He said, they, he said, they don't add no more courses. And that's all you need to say. Yeah. They get a job to, to you. Yeah. You know, but see that, that, that there is, and that's something that I want to, you know, stress to, you know, my generation of dog folks, man, because, you know, everybody in the world got social media, and Instagram and Facebook yeah. and, uh, and everybody look like a dog trainer, man. But uh, everybody it's easy to look like a dog trainer. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's real yeah. easy to look. But when you when you put your dogs on the ground. Yeah, it's detailed. Uh, you know what, you know? <laughs> what time is it? You know, and and that's why I got into field trials, and I'm I'm still very new at it. But like to me, yeah. being a a, a a young black man in this thing, I mean, 
if I'm just being 100% real, you know, and this is on the record, like people are going to try, they're going to try what my dogs look like. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the way it is. Like folks are going, you know, we are a minority in this particular venue. So, Right. Yeah, people gonna try you and and, and so yeah, 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 I want my dog to be broke. You know what I'm saying? For me, yeah, yeah. Man, okay, you gotta be you gotta be good. I, I remember when I was about man, I don't know, maybe fourteen, maybe fourteen, um, I was in a four H club. Right. And they would and they would give you an animal if you didn't have one, so so uh I picked some chickens, man. Mm-hmm. Some, some Red Island Rolls. Yeah. And I took one rooster and I groomed him, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, had him pet, man, you know, fed him and stuff, you know, and, uh, you know, I could pick him up, you know, mess with him. Shoot, man. And so I had, to take him, I had to take him to the fair ground when, you know, when the fair ground time and, you know, show, show my animal. Yeah. You know, somebody had a hog, somebody had a calf, and I had a Red Island Roll rooster and I had him looking good. Yeah. And I stood up there with him in my hand. I won first place. And it was uh, <clears throat> a girl. I think she had the calf, other, other, other pig. Her last name was Stuart. And my granddaddy said, you know, them Stuart's hard to beat. And he said, you know, you know, you had to work, work at your game. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking good to beat them, to, to, you know. So, yeah, they, they looking at you. Right. And you know, and, and uh, when you can produce something good, I mean, it open doors for you too, you know. Right. Because uh, that way, he was talking about if you're the best, everybody wants you. He said, if you're the best, the best wants you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a yeah. word right there. That's a word. I mean, and 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 you got to be, man. I mean, you got to be the best, man. And see, that's why that that you know, and it ain't no shame on nobody else. Oh, I ain't trying to be like that, but. Yeah, yeah. For for me, growing up in competitive sports, I mean, you had you know my my parents didn't settle for anything less than 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 being a starting player. You know, right. right. My dad told me, I didn't come here to see you ride the bench. Yeah, and that's just that's real. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with it. It's I I I like the the challenge and I'm gonna tell my son the same thing and my daughter yeah. I didn't come here to see you ride a bench and that's just yeah. and it ain't to be mean or nothing like that it's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just man like yeah. be the best at yeah. what you gonna do you know we yeah, talking about yeah. um that I want to watch that Netflix uh, Michael Jordan story that just came out yeah yeah, yeah I got a co-worker been telling me about that man yeah. and they said you know the, the reason that Michael Jordan was who he was is because he did if you weren't trying to be a champion yeah he had no time for you exactly and and that that goes with dogs you know what i'm saying when we yeah. look at horse yeah. racing man like i watched a lot of kentucky derby bob baffert uh-huh. he don't mess with nothing that ain't good that ain't going to possibly win you you know what i told you what my granddad is i said why are you giving them public away bitch no good man ain't got time for them don't jump right he said, I got 32 dogs training 16. And what, I, what he said, what I need, other ways, he said, what uh, I need these. That's, and that's just what it is. Them <laughs> dogs can go to a good home somewhere else, but they they can't stay here. Yeah. And and my buddy Neil will say the same thing. You know, I mean, yeah. if it ain't cutting it, it ain't cutting it. Yeah, and, you, and the thing <laughs> is, you can see that real early. You can see that early yeah. on. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you can. It don't take long to tell. <laughs> it's just like that dog at the cellar. I was looking at man. I just, I, man, I like that dog. Yeah. They, man, now, you get a good setter, man. Them, them, them Grouse Ridge and Tacoa Mountain setters, man. Like, yeah. you get a good one, you in the game. I, that's why I'm looking at my buddy, um, Paul Cook. He's going to, he's, uh, we, we've been talking about getting a setter from him. And that's the one I was telling you about, man. Them dogs look good. Yeah. And they wild bird dogs. That's the thing. Uh-huh. You know, he, he and and so I would I would be I wanted another pointer and the deal didn't really didn't really finish itself. I thought I was gonna get this um fun seeker rebel line and it, it just didn't really go through. But um, you know, Paul hit me up and was like, you know, I'm I'm thinking about breeding and 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 if the case, man, I'll let you know and come get one of these pups and like okay. I, I'd be a fool not to get one because I know what his dogs look like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying we talk about it, and Paul himself is not gonna waste time. Yeah, on on uh, no on no trash. Yeah, yeah. You know I got a I got I got a stud horse. I guess he's about four years old. I brought him from my brother. Mm-hmm. He came out of some of my uh, brother bloodline. Some of his horse, some of his good horses bloodline. Yeah, and uh, so. I had a guy, a young guy, just to get on the horse and ride him around the field two or three times. He didn't don't buck or nothing like this. He just don't know what to do. Right. And I said, I got it. You know, all I want to know is, is he going to buck? So, yeah. you know, I rode him. And then I was riding so far apart till he started taking the stud. What, that was my granddaddy called it, taking the stud. What that is, you know, he'll stop in the middle of the road, which it won't go. Yeah. And you can Until whoop him. It. He won't go. He just fall on you, you know. So, so I took him to a guy, and uh, the guy rode him back two, three weeks, and he got that out of him. Then I got him. You know, when I called out and asked about it, I was gonna have a horse cut. Yeah. I said, "How you acting, man?" He said, "Yeah, good." He said, "Did he just say?" He said, "Look," he said, "I take him out the stable, and I take him down to the pond and water him every day." And uh, got males in the pasture. He said he don't holler, Nick. Don't even pay him no attention. And the middle, I said, well, don't cut him. Because he had another guy who going to come to his, his barn and cut him. I said, don't cut him and leave him stood. Right. Because uh, I could breed some of our males. We got a couple of, uh, one male. He, we got a coat of the old off him. He, see, what I like about that horse, he calm and gentle. So... So all this coats will be the same way. Coat out there, a year old in the past, and I'm going to break it myself. Yeah. When I walk in the past, it'll come and find me like a dog. There you go. So it ain't going to be nothing to break. You see what I'm saying? Right. So that's a field trial horse right there. That's it. <laughs> yeah. He's smart. Yeah. He he know how to yeah. he know how to make his rounds. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to tell you uh, just a reverse story. I brought a horse, man, dude lied to me about the horse. Really? really? Man, paint horse, kind of Palomino paint. So I brought him from my son. So, you know, well, I looked at him, you know, he in the horse, and, you know, he said, well, he ain't really been broke, you know. Uh-huh. Young boy, so he running with hard to kiss. So we finally caught him. And I got a guy to come and ride him. And the guy knew the guy. He said, man, he said, you brought the horse? He said, yeah. He said, man, uh, he sold this horse to a rodeo company, man. And the horse will make no good bucking horse. <laughs> <laughs> he gave it back to him. <laughs> And look, man, it was a wild and crazy, man, crazy, man. And uh, I got my brother to ride him. He broke him. But then, I, like, sometimes I don't ride 
it's, I may be two, three months for I ride, you know. So he went back to his old way. And I went down to my brother's house. Got a big barn, you know, a lot of horses in it. And we walked down the hallway of the, of the barn. Mm-hmm. And we jumped back to the wall. looked like my horse. And we stopped. He said, look at that horse right there. He said, that's his good brother. See, crazy as hell, just like your horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you see what I'm saying? That bloodline make a difference, man. Yeah, it make a total difference, man. <laughs> man. So I I um I I I spend a lot of time thinking about, you know, what my next bloodline for my pointer is gonna be, man. Like, you know, I and I'm I'm honestly thinking I got a couple of different options, man, but I wanna I wanna make sure that it's thorough because that before you even get into introducing birds and all of that, man, you got to see what's in them. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, yeah, yeah, you do because you be wasting your money and your time. That's it. <laughs> you know, you yeah. be wasting your money, your time, and yeah. <laughs> and a whole lot of frustration. Yeah, you yeah. know. Hey, and, how much? How much? How much? One of them dogs called my pups. One of the ones that I got. Yeah. Um. So when I bought mine, I bought them from Pine Hill Kennels. He actually. Uh, up in Adamsville, Tennessee. You know where that's at? I heard of that. Yeah, Adamsville, Tennessee. Um, from a guy named Gary Surratt, uh, Surratt at uh, Pine Hill Kennels, and he cost me six hundred dollars. Okay, that ain't bad. That ain't bad at all. So, I mean, and he he he. I think it's on the west side of Tennessee. I think it is. But- uh, East Tennessee. Memphis, you know, we're on the west side. Yeah, it's close. I think it's closer to Memphis. I feel like it is. Oh, okay, okay. I'm fine. It took me about five hours to get there, but it's um, from Atlanta. It took me about five hours, but. Yeah, so it's right around here somewhere. Yeah, so, I mean, he got good dogs, man, $600. Um, yeah. And he, he'll be L. Hugh. I mean, it's, it, you know, he come from good, uh, good stock. You know, his, he's got some, some national champions in there, so. Yeah, you know, I I think you'll be in the in the game with it if if that's what you want, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I tell you what, I probably uh, when I get rid, I give give them that information again. Okay, and, and go out there and check them out, man. Like, and Gary's yeah. good, you know. He uh he ended up, you know, when I got there, he proved his dogs. I mean, he we went into his kennel and he pulled out five six puppies. And was like, yep. look, it you know, put any one of them on the ground, and he had uh, some birds or whatever. And uh, we did the little, uh, we put a bird on a, on a fishing pole, and, uh, uh-huh. and them little puppies was seven, eight weeks old, nine weeks old, pointing. Yeah. Okay, you know, and they look good. They staunch. They, you know, they look, they look yeah. real good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I went to uh, up there right behind the. Uh, uh, the Bird Dog Museum. Yeah, this is a guy named Don. Mm-hmm. And right, ac- look right across there. It's a church there now, a black church. Yeah, and it used to be like a hunting goods, sporting goods store. You could buy Levi's, all kind of hunting equipment, high dollar shotguns and rifle. Mm-hmm. And I think with Don's Don supply something, he owned a desk store. But he had right in the back of it. Couple streets over, he had like a little shop. When I used to go to the field trial, mm-hmm. I used to go by there. He he know my granddaddy, and uh, he had a dog to win it maybe two or three times. And uh, I, I was looking at the uh, some of the some of the uh, stuff on stone at, at the uh, 
museum. I think he donated the land for that. And he always used to ask me, look, there used to be a police car parked on side of the street up there. Won't be nobody in. He said, you see that police car up there? I said, yeah, won't nobody in. He said, they always do that shit. <laughs> he said, it's bad for business. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, but it was a, somebody had a a kennel not far from his store, and I stopped looking at some, some bird dog. There's a lot of puppies in the kennel. Yeah. I mean, the guy was talking about it. He did like what you talking about, a uh, 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 old quail, a dead quail, or something, a wing or something. Yeah, yeah. On fishing poles and just and just swung it around. Man, like seven, eight puppets, and they look all on point. Just point. That's what you want. Yeah, that's what you want, man. Um, yeah, and that's how I do. I mean, with my dogs, as soon as I get them, um. Well, with my dog, let me say it like that, because my lab, I did a little bit different. But with my pointer, um, you know, when I got home, I put a little a quail wing on a, a fishing pole, cane pole line. And uh, yeah. I just, you know, I, I'll show you what it looked like. I'll send you the pictures of that, too. But, um, yeah. you know, that's all I do is just it mess with them for a little bit. And, I, you know, I, I like it I, I, because it lets me know at least what I got. Yeah, and then from there, you know, you just you start to put them on, you know, live birds, and you know, I even let my pup kill one bird for I just let him kill a bird. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, got him, got him interested. In. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'm about to send you the picture now, but I just let my pup kill a bird, and you know, do what he was gonna do. Right. 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 And that, and that's, and that's what it's about, man. I mean, you know, a lot of the times, man, I, I think, like, I think it's very interesting the way that he figured out how to. Uh, he he figured out that the dog's toenails. I mean, it's sensitive. It's a it, it's a nerve ending at the end of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, okay, man. I'll try to call you every week. Okay. Hey, well, do that. You know, Look, we yeah, got. I'll text you before I call you. Make sure you got time, you know. Okay. Look, because I, I sit here and talk your head off now. So look here, man. Look, it comes to my blood. My granddad talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uncle talk a lot. When we leave the bird dog kennel, 
My granddad stopped by folks' house, man, be dog when we get home talk. Let's <laughs> go. I was, I uh, had my mother, auntie, and uncle here at my house, and my wife said, she said, all of y'all talk at the same time and know what one another talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's because of bird dogs, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, man, James, I have had a, a wonderful time with you, man. Like, look, no, look, leave, leave us, leave us with something good, man. Maybe something your granddaddy told you. Maybe something you want to tell the, the 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 listeners, man. Leave us with something good. Well, I mean, uh, uh, what one of the things that he told me always stuck with me. You know, he said, he said, whatever you do, he said, I don't care if you shoot dice, dig ditches. He said, "You be the best at what you do, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, <clears throat> and you got opportunity to do that. Yeah, I want you to be the best at what you can do." He said, "If you the best, if you the best at what you do, they gonna come after you." Yes, sir. You don't have to. And then one thing he told me also, he said, "Price ain't no, ain't no, ain't no." Oh, he said, "You name your price, they pay you. If you good, if you the best." There you go. You know, but money ain't never been my thing. I ain't crazy about money, you know, but uh, not not that crazy about it. You know what I'm saying? But, right. uh, you know, if I train the bird dogs, I wanted to be the best. Right. You know, I want to have the best dog. You know, <clears throat> I can remember when I was a, I used to, a long time ago, probably about, I don't know, I want to say about 25 years ago. I was young and I was working. <clears throat> Michael Jordan was in his prime. Mm-hmm. And I had a white general manager and me and a couple guy we were talking about the game last night. And this guy don't know nothing about basketball. Probably didn't care nothing about basketball. But he heard about Michael Jordan and he was walking by. He glimpsed some of the conversation and he said, uh, he stopped and come back. He said, is he really that good? I said, yeah, he's that good. So if you the best, I mean, you know, I mean, what you doing? You know, do the best you can do what you're doing. Right. It'll, 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 it'll go where you want it to go. Right. Right. Because, I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that Phil hooked me up with you, man, because, uh, man, I like this stuff, man. Look, I man. Like I like what you're doing, man. I, I appreciate it. And, and, I, I hope that you scrutinize what it is that I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to get too big for my britches, man. Like, you know, like. No, just keep on doing what you're doing, you know. You know, well, I I appreciate it, and and look, my next dog need to be better than the dog I got now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the so dog, should, after I mean, that? You, know, you know, you know, you know, you might have to go through some dogs to really get what you want. You know, right? You know, all dogs ain't good as you know. You can train them just as good as you train train all of them, but I mm-hmm. mean, some of them are better than others. You know, right? And, and see, that's yeah. I'm glad you said that. I I I right at the end of the podcast, I'm glad you said that because. I, and I've had the, them, them. I've had a lot. A few trainers tell me, man, some dogs just ain't got it. Right, they ain't got it. I mean, you, you know, it don't take you long to tell. Right. You right. know, just like a whole. You know, it, it, it don't take long to tell. There you go. I tell you what, man. I know an old guy. Uh, it's a guy named Don. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his last name up there. Well, uh, he used to. Well, he done passed a few years ago. He had a, a stove like had a lot of fields and stuff in there. Yeah. And uh, he knows my granddad. He, I think he won't tell me to take a picture up there to the museum, but that's the only picture I got. So I might I might take one up there. If they'll take it, I'd make some copies, you know. Can you but, send uh, me one before you do that? 
yeah, yeah. I see your copy. Yeah. Okay, look, I want to keep uh, it. He, uh, he had a guy that uh, make those salad bags, man. Yeah. And uh, I tell you, give me a puppet. I'm gonna give you a salad bag, man. I don't have one hand, man. If this guy still living, an old guy, he he introduced me to this guy that make them for him. Yeah, that's a deal. Salad bags, like you know, like like the calorie ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. so good. I don't even throw it. I don't even, I don't even put it on my horse, man. Look, that's a, look. You, you, you got yourself a deal, man. Like let's let's do it. Yeah. And I I want to get you back into bird dogs, man. Like just you you got too much too much in you. And I yeah. um I got a nice little line um Elhu. He, he, he real tight line bred Elhu. You talking about bloodlines, and uh, I think you'll like him. You know, I mean, you didn't seen the dog, but I want to show him to you. So come on, come on down next year, and you can see how the dog does in trials, man. And I, I mess around and breed him and get you a puppy, man. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a picture of this saddle bag, man. You man, you love this thing, man. And let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, you throw it on your shoulder and go to work with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Man, it's been good talking to you. I'm, I'm going to stay in touch with you. I'm probably hit you about every week. Look, James, you stuck with me, man. I'm going to hit you up first. Yeah, okay. okay. All right, buddy. Well, look, I'm going to get this produced soon, and, and, and I'll let you know. I'll send you the link. My daughter, she's talking now. Um, I'll send you the link, okay. and we'll get it done. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, man. Hey, thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Okay. Okay, bye. All right, bye. All right, guys. I appreciate you listening to this episode of the Gundog Notebook Podcast, episode 101 with Mr. James McAfee. Um, You know, remember, man, like, I have a social responsibility in this entire bird dog thing. Um, I'm the only African-American bird dog podcast podcaster. Um, you know, in this, and so when 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 we when I see things that bother me in culture and in society, I gotta speak up and I gotta say something. And I and I know my wife feels the same way. Um, it's the responsibility that we have as a community. It's the responsibility that I have as a host and a representative and a leader. Um, you know, in this particular community, and 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 I hope you know I'm I'm holding down my own in in, in the country too. But regardless, anyway, my family um, wants to give our condolences to the George Floyd family um, and everybody around, all his friends and things like that, guys. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast with Mr. James McAfee. I also think that it is not a coincidence that I have been given the responsibility of documenting African-Americans in the bird dog community and in the culture. So James McAfee is just another great representative of our very, very, very storied past. Um, with that being said, I want to thank my sponsors, of course, my title sponsor on X hunt. Make sure you use my promo code GDN two zero. Go get yourself subscribed before the season starts. Uh, you can do a sporting dog. As always, they keep my dog fed. They keep them running. They keep both of them just you know, in, in, in all kinds of good spirits, um, Lion Country Supply, Garmin Fish and Hunt, Project Upland, check out that magazine. If you're not subscribed now, go get subscribed before my new issue comes out. Um, and, and guys, just keep on rocking with me. I appreciate you listening and supporting the Gundog Notebook podcast for 101 episodes and stay tuned. I got another 
batch of just really awesome stuff coming on the way for you next week. All right, guys, check y'all check y'all later.